Welcome to the uh, 5.30 p.m. public affairs show here on KFM Radio, Grand Junction, Colorado, 88.1. And this is the first Wednesday of the month and year. also the first Wednesday of 2013. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. And this is the Tech Guy Show where we answer all questions tech. You can call us at 241-8801, extension 1, 241-8801, extension 1. My name is Rick Castellini. I'm Matt Kettlewell. And I'm Adam Cochran. We're all three in the house today. Uh, hopefully you are having a great day and uh, we'll tune in and spend the hour with us. And if you have questions, give us a call, 241-8801, extension 1. All right, where, well, are, where are our little cards, Adam? We'll get I'm, I've got them right here. I was just looking and noticing that it says once again, I, I may be doing this wrong. Let's check here. PSA, read card. Oh, no. There we go. It does say <laughs> I, EIS test auto. I don't know whether it'll happen or not. Oh, so let's create these might, cards. There might be another test, huh? Well, maybe. Who knows? Right, There's you, only these two. You this go first. For us. So uh, I will. Oh, I, I've never read this one before. Here we go. Support comes from John Anglum of Res, uh, Resource Design, assisting nonprofits and businesses of all sizes with creative writing, design, and marketing services. KAFM thanks John for creating the station's marketing and promotional materials. More information can be found by calling John at 260-4646 or online at johndesigns at quest.net. Support also comes from Heart Music, located at 417 Main Street, serving the West since 1934. Heart Music is the home of Yamaha Pianos and Clavinovas, Yamaha Roland and Korg Keyboards. More information is available online at jbheartmusic.com and on Facebook. Excellent. All right, 241-8801, extension 1. Adam, Matt, and I are here to answer any of your tech questions. Give us a call, 241-8801, extension 1. We will get you on the air. We'll answer those questions for you. And uh, we love any kind of questions. If we feel that it's getting out there to where it's kind of boring yes. and it's too specific, we will cut you off. Or too geeky. Yeah, too geeky because it's yes. boring radio. This is radio. Radio is meant to be entertaining and informative. Right. And we can't let it be entertaining and informative for just one person. We want right. it to be general. We're, so, we're not your AOL tech support. That's right. And so for those of you that are always <laughs> calling or, or worried about calling because your hand, your uh, your question is too easy, there is no, no easy, you're, you're, too that's easy what question. We that's not, what we not because we only want easy questions. No, no. We, we're willing to be challenged, but uh, usually the easy questions are the questions that most people have. Questions like uh, Mac or PC or should I get an iPad or a Nook or a Kindle Fire HD or uh, I've got it. Now what do I do? You know, those are the kind of questions most people have, and we like to answer those because they're also entertaining and they uh, spur conversation. That's right. If I mean, you call to say, I'm uh, not sure whether the SSID I've chosen for whether to go with WEP, 
PK tube uh, security versus we'll, we'll just say yes. IP for, for, just don't. Yeah, <laughs> just don't because nobody else has that question. You're the only one. Let's uh, let's see what happens here. Let's give it a test. Let's uh, uh, two four one eight eight zero one extension one. Hello, you're on with Rick and Adam and Matt, and we're talking about technology. What's that? I just want to say hi. Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Good. I, hey, it's okay. Okay. And uh, I. Uh, Do you have a tech question? It's very cold. I'm living out here by myself on the river all the time. Okay, well, well we tried that one. That no, one didn't seem to work very well. Yeah, no tech question. That there. was a yeah. That seemed I more. Think of the a gentleman statement. might need a cup of coffee. We two, appreciate you. Two four one eight eight zero one extension one is our phone number. Give us a call if you have any. I know that a few people out there probably got maybe just a few got some kind of a tech oh, device. Man. Yep. For a Hanukkah or Chris, Christmas gift, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, whatever you're. Christmas on a Kwanzaa. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. so if you got one of those tech gifts and you're not sure what to do with it, or you want to know what's the best thing to do with it, or what well, more you can do with it, give us a call. Speaking yeah. of tech gifts, where's your laptop? I, you know, I, I decided Did I would die? go. No, no, it didn't. No, Linux never dies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just decided I was going to push my iPhone to the limits. I've I've been using Might it well. so much. Yep. Okay. Now um, you've been had about a month now. Uh, yeah, I've had two months. About a month. About one month. Do you miss your Android? No. <laughs> Okay. It's no, right. not, not at all. I know. It's amazing. Isn't it, it? It, it is amazing. The apps are higher quality. The interface is easier to use. Yep. Um, it, you oh, know. now you're just being okay. a well, okay. opinion. fanboy. That, that, yeah, well, you know, I'm not. I am actually a huge <laughs> he's Google. Just, he's I'm just giving you Okay. Time. All right. Because you can't like Apple and not be a fanboy. Everybody knows that. Oh, of course. Of course. Now, but I, it's true. You've used an Android for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Adam I, used it for two or three years, Adam. Yep. Before he got his iPhone. Yeah. Two and, phones, yep. And every person four. I talk to that has used Android and come over to iPhone, they appreciate the iPhone even that much more. Yeah. Because they see the difference in the usability, the battery life, and like you said, the app quality. The app right. quality is probably the biggest thing that I really like in yep. the interface. Um, but that battery life, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't hurt. Yeah. That is a nice bonus. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I always like. I love my Androids the first three months I have them, and then after that I start noticing the glitches. Mm-hmm. Hi, you're on with Rick and Adam and Matt, and we're talking about technology. What can we do for you? Well, the highest tech is uh, Doglish. It's called uh, Expando. Pretend, bro. I'm out <laughs> You know exactly what it is. There you go. It's same guy. Right, get, get a cup of coffee. We appreciate Thank you, very you listening. Much for your... If you have a real question, a tech question, <laughs> and you can and you can uh, actually get it to us quickly, we'll be glad to answer it. Yeah. Now, now I did find a a bug in the iPhone. Okay. And this has to do with uh, my, my wife really got on me because my phone it beeps all the time. And right. She hates so you silenced that. it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, do I, I use do not disturb yeah. and. And it like it, it doesn't work. No, and it does work. It, well, it just didn't work last night. Yeah. Well, no, it was a glitch it's, last night. Well, it's not been working for a while. Oh, okay. oh, you had it on. I, too I've, long. I've been using it for a while, and then I noticed this morning it's turning itself back on, and I finally I just turned it off. Right. And and then as I was coming in here today, I noticed it's supposed to be fixed on the seventh. So yeah. it's so so it wasn't just me. No, it, it was actually just an actual bug. Well, the funny thing is, is the do not disturb on any of your i devices, an iPad, iPhone, or iPod. Mm-hmm. If you have the uh, iPod Touch, 
it's kind of cool because you can set it on a schedule that says, I don't want any beeps or dings between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. or yep. whatever you want. Which is exactly what I was doing, but right. it turned itself back on, and so then I wasn't getting any more text messages to come through. That's right. Well, they would come through. You just didn't get alerted. Right. I wasn't notified. Right. Yes, that's right. correct. Speaking yeah. of which, I need to turn off all my beeps and dings I, <laughs> before they go off. Now we're sitting there talking about it, and I'm thinking, oh, what if somebody beeps and dings me while I'm... On the air. So. Well, 241-8801, extension 1. The other right. thing you can do is you can tweet any one of us. Adam is at Talking Digital. Matt is at Kettlewell. Correct. And I am at Help Me Rick. And uh, we like to get tweets during the show because those are quick and easy. And, and you can titrate your question down to 160? 40. 140 characters. And I'll be glad to answer those questions for you. 241-8801, extension 1. Matt, are you also... I'm monitoring Facebook? Facebook always. Yep. Okay. yep. So and Matt, that's it, Matt Kettlewell. Matt Kettlewell. Okay, very good. So you got a bunch of ways to get a hold of us if you have any questions. Speaking of Linux, there's something I have. I'm looking for it right now on my on my device here. Um, but Ubuntu announced yep. today about something about Ubuntu yep. for smartphones. For phones, yep. Now, is it an really? add-on? Or, did you see that? No, I no, didn't see this. They're, uh, da, 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 da. I think that they are going to be Ubuntu-enabled phones. Okay, see, and I haven't got a chance to read uh, look this. At, I was uh, you guys two saw. versions of mobile Ubuntu, lower in f- uh, one for lower-end phones and one for higher-end. Okay. So it'll be uh, another operating system for phones. Yeah. Uh, the standards, let's see, the requirements are 1 gigahertz, 512 and 1 gig of RAM, or 512 to 1 gig of RAM, uh, 4 to 8 gigabytes of storage <laughs> space, blah, 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 blah. Come on, get to the... Get I'm to just the trying meat. to find the good stuff, but uh, Are but they anyway. calling it Ubuntu? Yeah, uh, well, I, I have not read it yet. to garner favor for with carriers, canonical, 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 canonical. They, they have the hardest <laughs> What do they make? They have the hardest name. Anyway, uh, noted that its mobile OS allows operators and OEMs to install custom applications, generally known as bloatware. So they're trying to allow companies to stick their garbage on there so you know that's something that canonical has been targeted for um here recently even on their desktop version they've got some is sort what? of is adding bloatware really because yes. normally they only put just the just the totally free stuff right well it, it's still free but they're using data you know a lot like facebook right. you know facebook's free but there's data attached to it well yep. they're starting to do some of that because they're realizing that they have to have some sort of a monetary model right. to keep things going, mm-hmm. and in right. order for that to happen, so there's there's hmm. little things. And uh, uh, the guy who started up GNU, um, Stallman, Richard Stallman, he really slammed Canonical really bad about a month ago over it, um, wow. saying that they're going against the freedoms of yeah, but of Linux. I guess and, here's the thing: is I don't see a need for it, and I don't see it being. <sighs> That versatile because really, I mean, Ubuntu is great. Ubuntu is, for those who are never heard of it and don't know what we're talking about, Ubuntu is a nor- another operating system. If you don't like Mac and you don't like Windows, you can also use this freebie called Ubuntu, which is another version of Linux. Um, and uh, here's the thing, though, is do we really need, I know people always say this, do we need another phone operating system? But I guess what I want to say is do we need another rubber band and duct tape? phone operating system i mean you know it's not if it was clean and all of that i i really think that things like blackberry could have pulled a better job with their with their system if they would have done better 
because it was well built. But this system, Ubuntu, is not designed from the ground up for for phones. They've tried Linux on phones over and over and over again. Um, if they're going to release it to see what people will do with it, and then fix all the things that people that don't work, they're going to be just like everybody else has been. They they need to release something out of the box that works great. And I I think they'd do better if they did their own line of phones rather than trying to make it work on other people's devices. Well, here, here's here's the biggest crux of the problem is that Linux is completely stable, more, right. st- more stable sure. than, than, you know, what Android is right. and everything. And really, at its core, Apple run, you know, Mac runs on Linux. I mean, it, Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, the problem is, you know, the reason that you and I switched away from Android, which still spends billions and billions of dollars on, you know, their, their production and marketing and everything, we still, Research and development. Yeah, we still went to, you know, back to the iPhone because the iPhone is clean. Right. And Ubuntu, they don't have the money to right. be spending on that sort of a thing. They don't have the resources. It won't be right. Uh, well, and you, you find this, I think, too often with what's called open source stuff, which is where basically yep. the developers create something and then they put it out there for free and let other people have it. It doesn't have to be for free. I don't want to get into oh, yeah. that old discussion. Right. But, but you know, they let people basically have all the code for it. And uh, we'll talk about those problems as we go on, but maybe somebody has something more interesting to talk about. Hey, this is Rick and Adam and uh, Matt over here talking about technology. What can we do for you? Hi, this is Chuck. I was listening to you on the Internet, and then all of a sudden I lost it. I don't know what happened. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know what's going on either. There's yeah. nothing on our end that controls that, though. Yeah. Did you go back on the website, and did you get off and go back on and try again? About three or four times. Hmm. The stream's not working at all, huh? Yeah, that would be that. As much as I'd love to fix that, there's really nothing on our end that controls that. It's all done based on, essentially at the eye. Yeah. They don't. They don't let us in that room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter which browser you use, but you can try either one. Um, but it it sounds to me more like something based on the server end, and there's really nothing we can do with that. They, even though we're computer guys, they we're not the computer guys for the radio station, so they don't really, you know, we don't really have much control over that. Uh, in Chrome browser, how do you set up to uh, automatically restore the tabs when you reopen after you shut down? Good question. You click on the little three little. It depends on your version. I think all versions now have the three little uh, horizontal lines in the upper right hand corner. Click there, and then you click settings. And then under settings, uh, you're going to see Chrome opens with, and you can choose your home page or the Google Start page, which is just, just there four or five little uh, tabs. Or there should be one other option there that says pick up where I left off. Yeah, well, I'm not doing too good. <laughs> I thought it was, there's a little wrench up there, too. That's it not where that is. It used to be the wrench. It used to be the wrench. Yeah, okay. now it's the three little verticals. settings. Yep. Settings, and then under the very, and I think on the left-hand side, there's three options, but you want to be in the general options. Yes. And then probably the second or third grouping of options, uh, as you scroll down on the right, you're going to see what to do when Chrome opens. And you can set it to a particular page. You can set it to just open to the generic Chrome page, or you can, uh, I, I believe, I, I have not checked... If it has the Firefox thing, it lets you open with what you last had. That I'm not sure. 
looking at this earlier and I couldn't find it. But I, if it's not there, then it, they, they, the good news is they don't have many settings. So if you don't see it there, that's why. And, and we don't have Chrome here at all. Do you have Chrome no, I don't have any Chrome with me. But they do have that little advanced settings um, usually down at the very bottom yeah. of the list. Yeah, but it won't be there. Yeah, it's, okay. it's well above that. Okay. And so I'm going to try to find an image of it for you. But if you don't see it, and, and again, I know there's two. What do you see there when it says when Chrome opens? I don't find that. Let's see. Okay, here it is. On startup. Here it is. Right here at the very beginning, at the very top. It says on startup. Open the home page. Reopen the pages that were last open. Under general? Yep. Well, first I have language, then page size, and keyboards, shortcuts, and external content, and browser connection. Okay, you're in, you're in the wrong area. Let me see. Let me, let me see if I can find a, a newer screenshot here. Hang on. That's under settings. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, again, without... See, we don't have it here, so I, and I can't do that one from memory for you. But it's if it's there, they used to have it, and it was there. And it was under basics when you were in the settings. Here we go. Let's see. I'm still searching myself, so... Yeah, it's there, because I can see that many of the things... You've you got to look for on startup. Left-hand column. No, no, on the right-hand side. On the right-hand side. On the right-hand side is, is sort of. You got all your options. There's going to be something that says on startup. Well, it looks like the options are on the left side, and the right side is sort of blank. Okay, then you're not in the right place. <laughs> because if you, if when you click on the the little the little uh, three little things, and you go to settings. Once you're in settings, on the right-hand side, you're going to have a ton of different options. And you're looking for the one that says On Startup. Well, I'll look more diligently, I guess. You'll find it. I, I, I have confidence in you. <laughs> it wouldn't have anything to do with I'm using uh, Ubuntu, would it? Shouldn't. Shouldn't. Nope. Okay. I didn't think so. All right. Well, good luck, Chuck. And maybe, maybe I'll be able to hear you online yet. All right. Yeah, good luck. All right, bye. Thanks, Chuck. Bye-bye. 241-8801, extension 1. It is there. I did get yeah. a, a tweet. <coughs> Why don't you go ahead and just recap what it is he needs to do, just in case he missed one of the steps along the way. You just click settings, and then on the right-hand side, he's got to look for a little area, a little section called on startup. And, and settings is that little wrench or the, the, the triple three, The three the horizontal lines. bars, yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's in the upper right-hand corner of the Chrome browser. Captain Capsaison says that KFM stream is having problems, but refreshing the page should bring it up. Oh, man. There you go. Excellent. But Chuck that's, said he tried that. That's, All right. We appreciate that, Captain Capsaison. Now, now, I will say this. I have used the KAFM streaming browser uh, in, in the past, and it will periodically just cut out. After five or ten minutes, mm -hmm. it, it'll just cut out. And you know, usually just pressing play again will, will sort it out for me anyhow. Cool. 241-8801, extension 1 is the phone number. There's a story I wanted to bring up with you two guys, as all three of us here are fathers. Now, I'm the oldest father between the three of us, and my kids are now both college age. You have very young children and a high school student, Matt. Right. Yep. Adam has two high school students, right? Uh, you, was yeah. Beth considered high school, or she's yeah. middle school? No, she's a freshman. That's what I thought. Yep. So you have two high school students and a couple younger. Yep. 
One middle school and one late elementary school. But there was yep. a big story the last few days about a, a woman who gave her 13-year-old son an iPhone. Do you guys see this story? I no. didn't see it. Mm-mm. And she gave her son an iPhone for Christmas. Okay. But she also gave her an 18-point contract about why oh, she gave him the iPhone. Oh, very nice. So the kid's only 13, so keep that in mind. Okay. So here's just a couple of the things that she, um, that she put in the contract that he had to agree to in order to use iPhone. One of them is that she will always know the password to his accounts. Yes. Until I guess she, that's one of our nonsense. rules. Yep. Yep. She says if it rings, always answer it. It is a telephone. Say hello and use your manners. That's interesting. And if especially if it says mom and dad, don't ignore it. I've heard that said. one. Yeah. And then she says if you're in public, turn it off and silence it, especially in a restaurant, at the movies, or etc. You are not a rude, rude person. Do not let the iPhone change that. Okay. Being rude. Sure. So, but there's 18 points, and you can just search for. Uh, mother gives son iPhone on the uh, web on the internet. You'll probably cool. find it. That is but awesome. It's, it's some cool little things, and I had to say, you know, some of them might be a little bit too stringent for some mm-hmm. folks. But overall, the flavor of the idea I think is very good. Right. Because kids do get devices like this mm-hmm. at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Too young. One of the contracts. Uh, one of the things in her little contract was is that when he goes to school, he has to leave it on the counter. Right. And when he comes home, he can use it really? again. Yep. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have that rule for sure. And then uh, she makes him also turn it off and leave it on the counter when he goes to bed at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he can use it the next morning. We tell our kids, if it's internet enabled, it has to charge you downstairs. It right. has to be hooked up downstairs. They yeah. can't. They're not dig in their room. And I think the, those are some things that modern-day families have mm-hmm. to deal with. And if yep. you don't deal with it, it can get away from you. Sure. Absolutely. So, uh, but it's it's a really neat, a neat article, and I think the woman had the right... Uh, the right philosophy in Still, mind about I, giving this. I, I totally agree with most of those things, but I don't understand. I mean, to me, I think giving she, your kids a cell phone for school is is essential. I well, think, and what she cases. said was, if he's going to have after school activities, right, that he he could have it. But still, even then, I mean, during our kids, probably once every. Three months or so, there's a lockdown at the school where they like coming home or right. So I'm not nothing bad, but I mean you know just a lockdown where they have to tell us I'm not going to be home in time or I've right. got or can I do something after school? They just send out a text. I can't imagine. I mean to me that's one of the most useful valuable of features of, of having letting the kids have a cell phone is you always know where they're at even. At and school. I think you know she may find out as things go forward. And and I think the other thing that we can talk about and Adam being a, an instructor in college, but mm-hmm. this I think is leaking down into into middle schools and high schools, is the what do they call it BYOD, bring yeah. your own device mm-hmm. to school, where more and more classrooms are allowing smartphones mm-hmm. and tablets in the classroom. Right. So that teachers, what they've found is that kids are using them anyway. Sure. And rather than trying to police 30 kids or 40 kids in a classroom, right. utilize those devices. Well, I yeah. have people take quizzes and things right. like that. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know that that's really a struggle at all schools. Caprock, I know, it, it's very strict. Their policy is you're to have nothing. I mean, it's in their handbook, and mm-hmm. they monitor and police that very well. Right. Um, in fact, our kid got caught texting in class. and They and took his device? Uh, it, it's one of those things where they can. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's heavily I, – I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, the same philosophy of parenting. I mean, what, what are teachers – you know, what is their job? Their job is to teach. Right. You know, it's not to monitor and police these things. It's if you have one, it needs to be gone. And you Well, know. but I think, again, it depends classroom to classroom yep. because I think there are situations where even a, a basic telephone, just a regular phone that can only text and make calls, there's software out there that teachers can use to give live quizzes. 
Right. And then so the, the kids can push nine on their telephone or push five to, to answer a question and things like that. And, and the reality of it is, is for me, again, looking in the tech world and looking in life in general, if you are not somewhat oriented to how to use your phone properly then or use your technology properly and you don't get taught that, then you're right. not going to use it properly. See, I, I a, agree with that. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem I have is when it's tied to a communication service where you can phone people, text people, and things right. like that, it, it's just going to be abused. They're kids. It, it's always right. going to be that way. So if it's a device, so if it's going to be a technology device, it needs to come from the school, in my opinion, mm-hmm. yeah. and and that it's monitored, you know, appropriately, Police, locked right. down. Yeah. yeah, and and so that's where. That, that that's my only rift, but I agree exactly a, with a, what you're saying. It's a that, complicated issue. Oh, very no complicated. But kids need to be taught and integrated with this stuff so that they know how to. I mean, this is the the next generation. Right. This is what kids are doing. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you too. What just from teaching my students and a lot of stuff, they get extremely frustrated with teachers who tell them uh, to put away their phones when they come to classes. They shouldn't have their cell phones out. And they they understand you shouldn't be talking on your cell phone. They understand you shouldn't be texting on your cell phone. What frustrates them is the teacher asks questions. Right. Like, uh, who was so Napoleon, blah, 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 blah. What did he do? Well, they want to pull out their phones. They want to Google it. Because in real life, if right. somebody asks you that question, you are not going to say, well, let me see if I recall my sixth grade or my ninth grade or whatever. Let me You're pull going out say, my book out yeah, of my pocket. Exactly. <laughs> they go, let me go to Google. And they and, and so I think I think that that is the skill that I, I think you're, you're – it's a totally a cop-out to think that you have more knowledge than the Internet. True. And, and to say, oh, well, let me teach you why this person is important. Why right. not let the kids discover, oh, my gosh, this is as a – 10 page Wikipedia entry. This is on the news all over the place. This is, you know, in these geography sites, there's this thing going on. I mean, they're going to realize that this thing we're talking about in class is legitimate. It's not just something that the teacher came up with that day. And I think there's a whole mindset to, to teaching that I think that's a generational thing. Right. Um, but, you, you know, you allow devices in the classroom. Not, and, all, not all classrooms. And you teach them how to use it. You device. teach them how to use I, it. I think it's teaching them how to use it because right. I have to be honest. When I'm giving a lecture and I look up and I see people looking down at their phones, right. I, I'm really perturbed that Are I'm you? not being heard. Yeah, oh. I really am. Doesn't I, bother me one bit. Well, yeah. it, and it is generational, yeah. like Adam's saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that because Adam and I have had this discussion many times about phones ringing right. during a class. I'm finally, after 12 years of cell phones being yeah. mainstream, I'm finally okay with sort of ignoring the phone. Yeah. I'm not. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. But I used to I used to actually just stop and you know and it it was irritating to me as an instructor, but it's an unfortunate thing. We, it's part of our lives and people forget to turn them off. I, and and that part yeah. I agree with. It is part of everything and I think part of it is how does the person handle it? If they if yeah. they are reaching for it and they're trying to turn it off and they're done with it, yeah. I'm okay with that. Right. It's when they actually answer it. Oh, oh yeah, wow. that, that's, that's a different <laughs> story. I mean, see, that's 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 lack of etiquette, but I think in most cases people have just forgotten when they right. came in. Yeah. Right. Um or people don't realize it. People think, "Oh, it's out in my car" and then it goes off in their pocket. Right. You know, this things like that. I mean, yeah. I've even had mine go off in some pretty important meetings. Yeah. Even though I had it disabled, I know the iPhone is is kind of that way. The iDevices to where you can turn off 
all of the sounds. You can disable everything. And then reminders or something you know, comes some, up. Some things will come up that yep. still allow the volume to work. Yes. And that's what's irritating. That is. But now, uh, now I, I, you know, but coming back to the 18 point contract, right. I think, you know, that etiquette that she's trying to teach her kid, right. I think that's some of what we're discussing here. Well, and I agree. And I think the thing for me as a tech helper, and especially since not knowing how to search the internet is very, very pervasive. We've all been using the internet now for 15 years. It's been mainstream for 15 years, if you can mm-hmm. imagine that. Um, and Google has been mainstream for almost 10. Because I think they came out, what, 2003, 2000? No, earlier than that. A little bit earlier than that. Earlier than that, because when 90, I was... 98, maybe? 98, 99, somewhere yeah. in there. Because as I was finishing up college in 2000... They were just... They were, of, yeah. I remember I, I switched from AltaVista. I, I went from Ask. Wow. Ask Jeeves. Yeah, Ask Jeeves was big way back then. Wow. But anyway, but the thing is, is that a lot of folks, and this is true for students, believe anything they read on the internet. And this right. is where the teaching comes in handy. If you have an instructor there who also is educated on how to to uh, discern what is real information, what information should you question on the Internet, and particularly when you look at search results, which search results should you click on? How should I, mm-hmm. how should I look at those search results? Don't always automatically trust that the first one is the one you want. Right, yeah. I mean, that, and, that endangered tree octopus may or may not be really endangered. Exactly. And that may be more prevalent than you realize. And, you know, anymore when your education for computers and technology in schools isn't about using Microsoft Word and using Excel and, and those basics that, that used to be taught. And even basic programming when we were in school, basic and stuff, that's all gone by the wayside. Now it's about how to use the technology. Technology is part of our lives every day, whether you use it or not. Look at all the things just in the general public. If you want to renew your driver's license and you don't want to spend half a day at, at, the, uh, at the DMV, you can do it online. Well, you, might, you may not have a computer, but you can go to the library. Right. So you can go to the library, sign in, do your do your renewal, but you have to know how to do it. You have to know where to go and how to properly use the browser, what's safe to put on in a public situation versus uh, your right. own computer. There's so many things for safety with the technology we have today that I think needs to be integrated and, and taught in the schools. Mm-hmm. And But it's got to start with the teachers. The teachers have to be free to use it. And there's a whole other problem. And they have to understand how to use it. I, I, I feel like a lot of the, um, you know, K through 12 teachers don't know a thing about technology. They're, they're afraid of it. Well, would, would, have you encountered any of that where would you really want them teaching? You know what I kids? think? I, I it think it really, Again, it's, it depends it really on, depends on the teacher, but I think the system is more afraid of it than the teachers. I and, agree and, with and that, And I mean too. that I think that there's teachers out there that would say, I would love, let's say a fifth grade teacher, I would love to be able to teach my kid how to use Wolfram Alpha to solve any math equation that they you know comes up or find any, but... The system is basically saying if you don't teach that, you know, if you teach them how to find the answers immediately, then you're not teaching them the useless skill of being able to research it in a and memorize the formula. Exactly, um, and so I think that's a lot more of it than I, I. True, there are teachers out there who don't know, but I think that's becoming less of an issue. True. I think teachers want to use it. I think teachers have some exciting things they would love to come in and show their students how to how to do something you know on the internet or how to find something on the internet but 
it's do, all locked out because of the do, the. do you think some of it is out of fear of not so much just requirements, but what they might actually find? I mean, you know, some some of the realities of, of some of the bad not stuff that's out there. Not in the schools anymore because they yeah. lock things out pretty well. School, I think it's more IT guys are afraid of what kids will get into, not teachers being afraid of what teachers. And, kids and will I think get into. your District Fifty Ones and your major school districts now that the software is so good on filtering and and limiting what can be done in the classroom or if even it's on a Wi-Fi connection in the school, that those kinds of things are very rare. Now, 10 years ago, sure, if you had a kindergartner look up Princess, you know, Little, right. little Miss yeah. Princess or something. Yeah. Whitehouse.com. Yeah, you could, you could be <laughs> yep. there. But the, we're way beyond that now, and I think that yeah. the filtering's got better, the controls have gotten better. Right. But, again, that's part of teaching and learning how to use this technology in our classrooms is giving the education to the to the instructors and the teachers and having given them lesson plans and, and a proper training on how to channel what you're doing with the technology. Right. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. I think that a lot of it just has to be the teacher coming in, not to say go out there onto the internet and find the answer, but the teacher bringing in the answer from the internet and saying, right. go to this site right. and do this one thing. And do not searching saying, on the, on their projectors and right. say, okay, we got the search. I'm not going to click the first thing. We're going to skip the ads. Right. We're going to read the descriptions. Just take a right. minute to read the descriptions of what the first five or six are. And uh, what did, who re, whoever goes to page two on a uh, I do. Google search. I do constantly. Constantly? Yeah. I don't yeah. constantly, but, but I do but, fairly often. But I, I, page three? I, yeah, I go there quite a bit. I, I will go up to page five. It, <laughs> the things I am what looking are you, so yeah, What are you searching <laughs> for? I, I am usually searching for something very specific, very uh-huh. technical. And there's just not a whole lot of information. I always figure on if it's it. not on page one or two, then it's a problem with my search, exactly. and I need to I, change good, my yeah. search. And, and that's usually my my philosophy as well. It's yeah. after I've done that four or five or six times, right. when I'm realizing it's <laughs> okay. way deep. Yeah, yeah. and there yeah. are questions like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I am a little more technical in some of that. But that but regard. in general, but in general, no. for general searches, I, you're not going beyond page no. one. I, I I rarely <laughs> scroll down. Yeah, but I, I do make it to page five <laughs> fairly regularly. Wow, yeah. I believe that about you <laughs> yeah two four one eight eight zero one extension one's our phone number if you have any questions about it, or you want to sign in and, and uh, talk to us about some of the things we brought up uh, if you have kids in the school district right now or going to college or in grade school and and you have uh, stories you want to share call us yeah. up two four one eight eight zero one if you want to tell us about your tech one. gift you got yeah. for the holiday and, and i've got a I'd really love to cool hear about i've got a really cool find What's that? Maybe you guys know this already. It's a service called Redux. Have you heard Redux. of this? R-E-D-U-X. Oh, yeah. I signed up for it, but I've never used it, really. Well, well we got a Google TV. Okay. Uh-huh. And so we, you know, there was a Redux app, so I put it on mm-hmm. there. And, and it's, now, tell us what it is. Uh, the what? Redux. 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 Yes. Well, Redux is a service that basically goes through... Is it Redux or Redo? Well, I don't know. I call it Redux. Okay. R-E-D-U-X. It could be redo. I don't know. I don't know its country of origin. <laughs> but it's it's basically a service that allows you to have a channel okay. of of information. So it could have like a tech channel or an imagination channel or like an animal type channel. And Underground cool. comedy. Yeah. So yeah. It, it basically you just press play and it has all this stuff. And it was really cool for the kids because it had this animal channel series. And it would just go one YouTube video to the next to the next and, and just and pretty accurate did pretty oh, good yeah. oh very it, yeah. i mean a hundred percent accurate i suspect they have a human editor somewhere okay well they is, do they have video curators 
Hmm. And you can sign up to become one. It's it's not that hard to do. But yeah, you become huh. a curator and you can set up channels okay. and all that. Passionate community of curators. Cool. Yep. Oh, I, was, I mean, it was really fascinating. I mean, we learned all. And it's free. It, and it is 100% free. Yep. Right. Yeah. I didn't even sign up for an account. We just used, you know, the app as mm-hmm. is. And I believe that we can add more channels and stuff like that. We didn't play with that. We didn't need to. Well, since, since you brought that up, yeah, the, we'll bring up something that Adam and I constantly talk about over the years is saving people money with tech. Yep. Yeah. Because it's very easy to – and especially your uh, your telecommunications bills. Right. Because if you are if you are like most people these days, you have a cell phone bill, you, have, you might have a home phone line bill either through your cable company or through the telephone company. Uh, you might have a TV bill. And if you're paying, and your internet, of course, and right. your internet bill, and if you're paying for all four of those bills, there's a good chance you can save money by either bundling or eliminating some of those services that you're paying for and going with an internet-based service yeah. that might just be a fraction, a little more work. Mm-hmm. But if you're saving sixty, seventy, eighty bucks a month, who's yep. gonna who's gonna say, hey, if I can save seventy or eighty bucks a month? I'm for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good chunk of change. Yeah, yeah, there's people out there easy that are paying. Well, you have to count. Amazon is, what, $80 a, a year. A year. Right. It's not right. a month. They do have a monthly thing, but it's $80 a year. For their prime. For their prime thing mm-hmm. that gives you 5,000, access to 5,000 movies and TV shows. It's even more than that now. Yeah, a little bit, little bit yeah. more. Well, it's a different, but very, crosses over a lot with the Redbox, but it, I'm sorry, or with Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Right. Redbox is coming out this year with a streaming service that Are they? also, yeah, eight bucks a month, and it also gives you two months, two, vid, uh, two DVDs a month out of their boxes oh wow so that's coming up and then also so by the time you figure up all of these Monthly you're spending charges. yeah you're spending maybe 75 bucks at the most really on mm-hmm. all this stuff and mm-hmm. if you're cable and, and really year. it's usually going to be less than that no a month oh, per month because okay. you figure right. you figure eight dollars for this fifteen dollars for you know yeah. if you do each one of those different services hulu plus and all of that i still think it's closer to 50 than 75 but right but you know that's what you're spending, and you have access to all that streaming content. Um, if you wanted to have access to DVDs too, you could pay the eight dollars a month to Netflix as well. Right. Um, you know, you have all these different uh, different services out there that you really don't need cable for anything other than immediate programming. Well, and I'm amazed at how many people will pay for cable, and primarily what they're watching are the networks. Right. They're watching CBS, ABC, NBC, yep, Fox. The free stuff. The free, yeah. And PBS. Which you can get with a small HD. In fact, did you see the new boxy box comes with an HD antenna? That's Is right. that right? In the box, yeah. Oh, and, neat. Yeah. And Roku released their Roku stick, which is a which is right. a tuner also. Right. And so what we're talking about is, is that two years ago now, I almost, that where about all of that. the over-the-air antenna is now HD. Right. So in the Grand digital. Junction area, digital HD, you, if you have a, a, a newer TV, you can watch HD quality programming channel from your networks. Channel 5 is actually on Channel 5. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you can get HD programming for free. Right. And in the Junction area, I believe there's like 18 channels. Oh, there's a bunch, yeah. There's a yeah. PBS has like two or three. Yep. Uh, Fox News has two. ABC, I think, has two or three. I mean, there's a right. there's, some of them are Spanish. Some of them are kind of right. things you may or may not watch. But if you are not watching much more than uh, network TV, you right. can cut your cable bill or mm-hmm. satellite bill, watch the over-the-air stuff for, like you, like right. Adam mentioned, for live. And then you could either subscribe or not to some of these other services yeah. 
and cut your bills. If you're nothing. set on CNN or you're set on Fox News, there's almost always a way to get that content mm-hmm. also online just by you know either paying their fee or whatever. There's right. a lot of those things. But, uh, yeah, you can save some money. You can save some major money by doing those yep. kind of things. 241-8801-Extension1 is our phone number. But I'm glad for, to hear about Redo or Redux mm-hmm. or whatever right. that is. Yeah, it, it's it's fascinating. I'm going to check to see if I can get it on the Roku. Yeah, it, yeah it, it it's really neat with us because you can just use the up, down, left, and right mm-hmm. to change your channels. or Or, I'm sorry, change your uh yeah, channels that they call them, mm-hmm. or you can just scroll through to the next video. Yeah, cool. And, the, the and you key- can pick and choose which ones you want to add. Exactly. Yeah. Now, and, and are the, they all YouTube, or can it be anywhere from the web? As far as I know, they were all YouTube that I've noticed. Okay. Um, but you know, you wouldn't notice because they're coming from like Animal Planet or the Smithsonian, or I mean, which all have YouTube channels, but, right? Yeah. And you know, so it's it's just uber professional. It was coming in yeah. through HD on the TV. The kids didn't notice the difference, and they loved it. We right. would sit down. Yeah, and could watch it for an hour, and we were learning right. all sorts of neat stuff. Well, and I was telling Adam before the show, speaking of this whole internet TV phenomenon, is there's another service that you, you'll like for your Google TV called Plex Media. I, I think well, we've you, got, you that. got that already. Oh no, we don't have that one, but we're thinking about. Yeah, and Plex Media is free. Mm-hmm. You sign up online on on your internet, and then it, what it does is basically feed you information from your computers right. to your smart TV, but it also allows you to add channels like. Uh, I was telling Adam I have John Stewart and I have um, I have John Stewart and I have well Ted, there's already another Ted channel but you can do Ted and mm-hmm. you can do all these various things and then you can watch the videos from those channels right. for free and, and this is also a what's being used as a workaround Team Coco I have Team Coco on there you go it's being used as a workaround where Hulu Plus where your device doesn't accept Hulu Plus or Hulu I'm sorry mm-hmm. um, you can use Plex to work around that and you can still stream the right. regular Hulu um, to your smart TV. So yeah. it, it, again, it takes a little bit of work to learn about some of these services, mm-hmm. but if you're not paying for anything, I always say, Hey, a little bit of work to save me 50, 60, 70 bucks a month. Right. And for me to get what I want, instead you know, of cruising yeah. through 300 channels, of what I don't yeah. want. And that, that's kind of the big thing about this. Imagine instead of sitting down in front of your TV to see what's on, what's right. being, sh- you know, Pushed thrown, yeah, pushed out there, thrown out there at at you, and you saying, okay, I want to watch this, but I'm halfway through it, right? You know, it's halfway over right now, or this doesn't start for another twenty minutes. You, you know, all the stuff that's there is right in front of you, and you pick what you want to watch and you play it. Right, there's right. not a there's not a matter of you know is this on halfway or whatever. It's if it's offered things like Crackle or you know YouTube or whatever. A lot of the a lot of the stuff I know tonight. Uh, the sound clip at the end of the last show, he ran a little Simpsons sound clip and right. video clip, and that was done through Hulu. I mean, all these things are already out there, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you can't find the exact episode of the thing that you want to watch, but chances are you're going to find through the browsing and through the discovery process right. something that's far more interesting, maybe even educational. Right. Yeah. A lot of them are very educational. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, yeah. Some very cool stuff. You can get the entertainment, but yeah, mm-hmm. some educational yeah. stuff as well. Yeah, And then another thing that uh, we're finding is that there's now video aggregation services. So you can search in one place, and it will tell you oh, yeah. where out in the, the either that mm-hmm. it is. You know, is it on, you know, Hulu or YouTube or wherever? And, and then you can pick the one that's, you know, most convenient for you. I thought it was funny that uh, I like uh, Bocelli. I like Bocelli a lot. And he always runs right at their membership drive on PBS. They always mm-hmm. run the Bocelli concerts. And I realized that, you know what, I was sitting here watching through this whole, I hate to do this as a 
you know, community radio station admit this, but this is what I did. <laughs> I said that I didn't want to watch through the pledge drive stuff. So I just realized if I go to YouTube, the whole thing's already there on YouTube, broken up into the individual acts and pff, watch my Bocelli. There and you uh, and you're off and running. Yeah, they're off and running. They had a lot more than anything that was going to be broadcast on that concert, too. You know, so yeah. Two four one eight eight zero one extension one's the phone number. Two four one eight eight zero one. If you have any questions you want to talk about, or you want to ask us questions about what we've brought up, call us up, or you can shoot us a a tweet at Talking Digital is Adam at Kettlewell is Matt, and I am at Help Me Rick. And of course, make sure to visit our website, HelpMeRick.com. Lots of great tips and videos, speaking of videos, how-to videos there as well at helpmerick.com. Well, what else has hit you guys in the news since the last time we met? Any other big news items that you guys have seen? I don't know of any big news things. It's been slow news because uh, other than the the fact that everybody's trying to push their tablets or whatever, you know, it's all been centered around gift giving. That's about all that I've, all that I've seen. Did you give any tech gifts this year? I got my favorite tech gift, uh, Scotty vest. Oh, you got one. I got one. You got a Scotty vest. I got a Scotty. Now, what's vest. a Scotty vest? It's a vest. That, it's like a jacket vest. Is that it? Yeah, this is it. Oh, that's. Good. It has like a this a one gazillion has, pockets. This one has twenty four pockets, I think. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different. See how they have clear there's clear pockets, so you can use your touch screen devices while they're still in the pockets. Oh wow. Um, there's pockets within pockets. Uh, like if you they've want been to... around for about ten years. Oh yeah, and yes. they started out just well, with Scott vests. Jordan's been on our show a couple times at least in the past. Um, yeah, the the inventor of this thing. So yeah, we've uh, has all kinds of cool stuff. Lots of lots and lots of pockets. If you want, Very cool. uh, like a, and we're really cool stuff. Like like here's the lens cleaning cloth attached <laughs> to it. Pull it up. <laughs> and the car keys attached to it. It has a little sling on the inside of the right hand pocket where you can put your Conceal carry if you want to. Um, has all kinds of all kinds of stuff on their sleeves. Zip you conceal off. carry your phone. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to conceal carry your the barrel of your conceal you carry give, phone fits right in there. Did you give any tech this year? Uh, we gave my son an old iPod Touch because he wanted something like that. One so of the younger sons, a, mm-hmm, okay. just to use when I got off Craigslist. And my daughter got a one of those speaker systems for her iPhone. Okay. And uh, I'm trying to think if there was much else. There was, you know, some other things out there. I'm sure I'm well, forgetting I, something. I didn't give a tech gift, but I used tech to give a gift to my son. Uh-huh. Um, I found a website. He's a big he's a big Instagram user. He loves okay. to take pictures and post them on right. Instagram. And this was his first year in college. Mm-hmm. So I found a, a a tool on the web that lets you download every all you your know, Instagram uh, uh, all your things. Instagram yeah. from a particular account. Cool. So I was able to download all of his Instagrams, and I just compiled his from this last three or four months. Uh-huh. And then I used Shutterfly, which is an online printing oh, system, to create okay. a Shutterfly book right. of his first semester of college. Oh, that's really cool. Instagrams. Wow. Nice. He was very surprised, and he was very appreciative. Like the Chapter 3 Drunk Parties? No, I'm just kidding. No, no drunk part. I know. He didn't post those. At least not. Joking. At least not. I just look Instagram. at my students and what they post, and I thought, oh, you know, you've got a couple chapters in there. But, but I think that's a that's another area where people are always surprised when when I tell them I haven't bought an ink cartridge in probably six years. Oh yeah. Because one, I have a laser printer. Mm-hmm. I don't print a lot, and the laser printer I have has. I haven't bought a cartridge for it yeah. in probably three years. Yeah. Because I just don't print that much and laser printers last forever. Yep. And inkjets, unless you really need color, 
I think inkjets are a big waste of money. Yep. And especially if you're printing photos. If you really need fine color, because my Samsung, I have a Samsung that's a color printer, a color laser. Color laser, okay. Takes four cartridges. The cartridges are between $40 and $60 a piece, so they're not extremely expensive. Um, But they last how long? Four cartridges. Oh, I, I think I replace it. I do a lot more printing than you do, but I mean, if I use it as heavy as I need, I usually have to change the cartridges once a year, maybe twice, maybe. Right. Versus usually, people who use inkjets, sometimes they're buying a monthly. Every few months, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's laser crazy. is the way to go. And like I said, it, it doesn't really matter what brand it is because laser is going to save they you some money. All, they've all evened out. Yep. But, um, but yeah, but printing online. I love Walgreens. Walgreens has probably the best that I've seen so far, unless you guys think of anything else or somebody else out there. Walgreens has the best iPhone or iPad app. Oh, for wow. printing photos. Really? Cool. If you download the Walgreens app uh-huh. and you want to print a photo, you just say, I want to print this photo. Hmm. They'll print as few as one photo. If you want to print wow. just one snap. <laughs> and and then it'll have use the GPS to say, well, there's these Walgreens you in your go area. pick it up somewhere. Yeah, wow. And you, and you say, I want to pick that up. Hour later, you go and pick it up. Oh, and I think they only charge like 16 cents for yeah. a four by six. No wow. kidding. And uh, it's a beautiful, and they do a good job. Yeah. And it's wow. a heck of a lot nicer than your inkjet printer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And uh, so Cheaper, it, too, it sounds like. Yeah, if you're on vacation and you're with some friends and, and you take a nice photo and say, hey, I'd like to have that photo. Yep. Well, instead of waiting to get home or instead of emailing it to them, you could say, push it off go to Walgreens, pick Walgreens, go pick it up, make three copies, and hand them off to your friends. I mean, I have to honestly say I almost never have a physically a physical printed copy of any picture still right. a good thing I, it, it is a good thing i mean but <laughs> I, I, I mean it's just you know because film has gone away nobody prints them out so much anymore yeah. other than you know their printer but uh for the most part you well, know that, so, so that option makes it really nice it's, it's the walgreens is a great option there's there's other ones out there but i lo- i love shutterfly or any weather company you want to use the books mm-hmm. to me that's the that's a yeah. the best way to do it because very few people are, are scrapbooking these days unless you that's your thing because right. you're a scrapbooker um, and even then, scrapbooks fall apart. Pictures fall out. You yeah. got There's a lot of maintenance involved. You print it out there in a book form. You just look at look through it, and you know it's regular books and pages. And it's coffee really table, like a coffee table book. It's like an yeah. expensive coffee table yeah. book yep. you'd buy at Barnes and Noble. You throw it out on the table, and, and people pick it up. They, they look through it. The kids will pick it up and look through it. Oh yeah, yeah. And, kids uh, love those things. And like you said, since there's so few of them printed these days, it's mm-hmm. kind of a novelty. It is for them. It really days. is. Yeah. So I, it's a cool thing. Yeah. I actually received a couple of Christmas cards this year from Shutterfly. A lot of them. Yeah. yeah. People are starting to do that a lot yeah. too. That's I, very I, cool. Yeah. I thought it was really nice. And there's a ton of things that have cropped up. There's another uh, a client of mine who had twins about two years ago. She uses a, a website called Tiny Prints. T-I-N-Y. Hmm. And it's kind of a specialty print shop. A lot of stuff for kids and families. Mm-hmm. And you can make, uh, you know, like you said, postcards. You can make greeting cards. You can make invitations and this kind of thing. And they, they have kind of a little, it's kind of a cutesy twist to it. And, and they provide a little more design element than maybe some of the other companies. And, and, and uh, she's really produced some nice, cool things from that. And I like that a lot. Cool. Nice. And I think the other thing that people overlook... Uh, on the gift side of things with photos, is that all of these services they'll let you make uh, they'll let you make wall hangings, they'll let you make aprons, they'll let you make uh, right. playing cards, they'll let you make coasters, right. like uh, like candy, ca- like cafe press. Yeah, kind of like cafe press in a way. Yeah, 
but um, but higher quality stuff. I oh, think higher even. quality. That's I think so. Nice. But um, and easier because I think mm-hmm. Cafe Press is really there for you to try to sell your product. Right. You know, so if you want to put Matt's mug on a T-shirt, right, and try to sell it. it Matt's never mug. Sell. On a mug. <laughs> Two four one eight eight zero one extension one is our phone number. Two four one eight eight zero one extension one. I do have to say that because I'm starting to use my iPad more and more. I, this is a little Kickstarter thing I did. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, called Touchfire. Mm-hmm. And this was these guys had an idea that they wanted to come out with this real lightweight, thin silicon overlay, so that you could touch type on right. an iPad. Right. And because uh, you can do it if you concentrate. But without that tactile feedback, it's pretty hard. Right, right. Um, but these guys came out with a neat little device, and I'm using it more and more. And it's you, you can wash it, just put it under water and wash it. If it starts getting a little bit um, dry or gets too too much grease on it or something. Yeah, and, I, I uh, watch you type with it all the time, and it really looks like you've you've really gotten the hang of it. And it, it, it works pretty darn well. It's called mm-hmm. Touch Fire. Touch so fire. That, there's, a, there's a secondary gift for people with iPad. Cool. There's right. a ton of keyboard... Uh, built in to to uh, covers for an iPad. So if you want an actual physical keyboard, but they're a little bulky, a little heavy, they require mm-hmm. battery and that kind of thing. Yeah, my my wife had gotten a I love a this. Wi-Fi or I'm sorry, a Bluetooth. Uh, you That's know, right. uh, it's just a little mini keyboard, and it really worked well. Speaking of Bluetooth keyboard, has anybody seen the Windows 8 tablet or used one yet? <laughs> tried. Did yeah, you try? I saw, I saw them in the store. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, what do you think? Well, it just seemed to me. It just seemed like the uh, whatever they call their interface. I Metro. Call it. Met, it is Metro. Well, I think I thought Metro was the one for Windows Seven. No, that's no, eight. Is that the, oh, that's okay. When, yeah, that's the big boxes. It's like having Metro without Windows. Okay. And you know, you push on the things that you want to go to. You have your little favorites and pinning stuff to their. I mean, it's you know, it is what it is. It's just Metro. You know, I, how what was the speed like? I. Was it, it responsive? Was okay. Pretty responsive. Yeah, it was, I didn't have any problem with the responsive. I just didn't see anything that made me say, ooh, I want this. <laughs> that's, a, that's the thing. I don't know what Microsoft's doing. How, how large is their app store at this point? Do we know? I don't know. It's a good question. I, I, I know that it's it's going to take a while to build yeah, up. It was only 10,000 total, wasn't it? When I don't they, know. It was pretty slim. Pretty yeah. Now, I, I was listening to, or I'm sorry, reading about the mm. strategy that Microsoft is using, and basically they're using this period as kind of a beta period, right? Um, and that their actual sales are expected, you know, still to, at the end of 2013, to be tremendous, and that they were uh, not ever expecting it to be very big right now. Yeah, no, I believe that, but I also think I I don't think it can grow. I I don't either. The market for the Windows device, Windows Surface or any of the other ones, are the people who are extremely frustrated with Android and iOS. I don't think there's a big enough group of those people. Right. I think you have your loyalists, and I think there's a handful that are willing to play with something experimental and new, but it doesn't do anything better or new than you know, I, it, I do like the keyboard cover on the surface i think that's kind of cool but right. i wouldn't you know i'd rather buy that attachment for an iphone right, right or an ipad well real quickly before we go off the air here i just heard today um i was at one of the newly elected county commissioners and he's a client of mine uh-huh. and he said he went over to Colorado springs because uh, for a training that there's a new it guy that's taken over for the mesa county 
whoever uh-huh. whoever runs Mesa County's sure. offices, mm-hmm. they got a new IT manager. He is switching everyone to Google Apps. Good. They're going nice. to Google Apps. Good. That's good. And so they've got they're using that for their Gmail. They're going to start using yep. it for their office related stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And earlier this year, I met the tech person out at uh, Family or not? Uh, what's the Holy Family? Mm-hmm. And Holy Family is integrating Google Apps. Right. The health department I know is switching over to Google right. Apps. Well, that's yep. part of the county, right? Mesa County. Oh, it probably is. Yeah. It probably is all sort of all connected. So yeah. very Mesa cool. College. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish they would. Mesa. We've got to talk to they're, they're CMU. Be, yeah, they're going to be Novell for a long time. Oh, they're horrible. <laughs> they're such loyalists. They're, I mean, their calendar is terrible. Their email system is horrible. And, uh, you know, it's it's so bad. They're, for everything else they're doing good, they got to move that up. Oh, it's, it's, it is – people do not – I just think they have no idea. And what? they told me, well – the nice part about this system is when it goes down, we can fix it because it's on our end. Oh. And if Google goes down, then you can't do anything about it. Because I'm like, yeah, how when often Google, Google goes down? down. <laughs> yeah, like, when Google goes for the down, ten minutes every twenty years, they go down. Yeah, exactly. With a oh. team of five million people working on it versus a of team the best of eight IT in the people in Grand Junction. Exactly. Yeah. So all right, well, we'll be back again in two weeks. This has been Matt, Adam, and Rick here on the Tech Guy Show here on KFM eighty you know one Grand realize? Junction, we Colorado. We better talk for a couple seconds. I don't have any music. Just pot up our after. Oh, we got our after hours stuff. Okay. All right, so two four one or. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks. Have a good day, guys. Happy New Year.